for today. It is Friday the 26th of November. If you're listening to this on the day it goes live, as everyone else has said before me, only listen to this if it's safe to do so. I'm going to tell you to open your Bible. Open your Bible if you're in a safe place to do so. So if you're driving a car, cutting a turkey, playing football, you get the gist. Be safe as you open God's word. Well, hopefully you're perhaps in a quiet space or you're maybe in a study space and you've got 15, 20 minutes on your hand and you want to say, I want to get into God's word. I want to spend some time opening the book, uh, hearing what it has to say uh, and hearing hearing about the God uh, behind the words that have been authored, uh, but also hearing about them. How does that apply to my life? So let me pray for us uh, before we delve in. We really need God's help to understand this, to let these truths sink down deep, not just at a surface level, but deep into our hearts and change us. So Lord God, I pray for myself and for the people who will listen to this podcast. I pray that as your word is opened, your people's lives would be changed. And Lord, for anyone not listening, uh, for anyone listening who is not converted, who doesn't know Jesus, I pray they, they see him, they see his word, they see his person, they see his heart towards sinners, and they fall on their face and repent, Lord. But Lord, give us all a spirit of understanding today as we read your word. Amen. I'm going to be looking at 1 Peter 4, 7 to 11. And then I'm going to skip on and read the first five verses of 1 Peter chapter 5. And the title of this wee passage, we believe, is Keep Your Head, Follow Your Shepherds. Keep Your Head, Follow Your Shepherds. So Peter starts in verse 7 of chapter 4. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, Keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So those short four verses are beautiful, enriching, life-changing words. But here's something that perhaps isn't life-changing for you. You hear a deadline is due. You've slept in for school and missed your alarm. Your exams are in two days. These are warning messages, aren't they? They tell you things have got to change quickly because there's a deadline coming. So while these words that we've read are beautiful, life-enriching words, there's also a call to urgency, to act. Peter wants us to know in verse 7 that just like that exam that's coming way too quickly, the end of all things is at hand. God will soon be in the business of bringing his new creation to this world. The new heavens and the new earth, the old earth will be done away with. That'll be done in God's own timing, not our timing, but it's something we have to look forward to, something that we long for, something that we're promised. 
So what does it mean that we're in the end times? Well, it, the end times is now, and it's very simple. It's the period between Christ's ascension back to heaven and his returning in judgment of the earth. In between those two cosmic changing events is known as the end times. So we live in the end times, uh, uh, and there's many things that we can expect to happen in the end times. But here, Peter says, live self-controlled, be sober-minded. So, so, so be careful how you act. Why? Why, why Peter? For, for what purpose? Well, verse 7 tells us you need to be alert. You need to be in control of your own body so you can pray. So you can pray. What a word for each one of us. The God who's returning us calls to be spending time in prayer. And friends, can, can I encourage you? Even if in a very simple way, carve out time throughout your day to pray. Maybe it's five minutes at five o'clock every day you're going to pray. Maybe it's at seven o'clock. Maybe it's in the morning for five minutes. Maybe it's in the shower. Get in the habits and routines of prayer. Be controlled. Be sober-minded. For the God of all grace invites us into fellowship with him through prayer. What a beautiful call. And I wonder what you put in place instead of prayer. Social media. Late night outs. Binge watching Netflix. Too much homework. Too many hobbies. The God who in all compassion calls us to prioritise time with him in prayer. The end of all things is near. All those other things are perhaps, to a certain degree, good things to be involved in, but not the best thing to be involved in. And that's following Jesus, and especially if you're a son or daughter of the King. You have access to him through prayer. Let's enjoy that. Let's count out a privilege to approach the King's throne in prayer. So now verse 8 and 9 go on to encourage us to think through how we deal with each other. Now, I, I get it that church is a messy place. People do things to us. They hurt us. They go behind our backs. They, they call us things. People will offend us. People will grumble about how we do things. Trust me, I work in a church. I know these experiences. But Peter tells us, friends, above all, love one another and keep loving one another. And he goes on to use the word earnestly. You're going, you're going to have to strive at it. Strive at it with all your might to love one another. And that will, in that way, you'll be able to forgive a multitude of sins that have been committed against you. Friends, we are able to forgive and love because God in Christ loved the unforgivable in us. When you grasp that, when you grasp how deep God's love for you in Christ is. That will change how you view other people. It must. That fruit, that character change will become evident. And it becomes evident in verse 9 that you would show hospitality to one another without grumbling. I believe your generation is perhaps one of the most entitled generations there is. 
you'll serve. But if there's something in it for you, if you can put it on your CV, if you can get paid, if you see it as a pathway to something else, how many of you simply just serve out of love, out of the grace that you have received? Not expecting anything in return. That's what verse 9 is calling us to. Without grumbling. And again friends we can only do that when we see what God has done for us in the gospel. The holy one has made a way for the unholy ones who are us to enter his presence. Friends we have the most beautiful invitation in the world to come to know Jesus. And he could have grumbled and he could have held a, a right high standard saying they've all rebelled, leave them alone. But in humility, he, he, he breathed the same air we breathed. He walked on the same planet that we walk on. He offered his life as a substitute, as a sacrifice on the cross to pay our penalty, to pay our death. And his cry was, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Friends, when we see Jesus, we'll serve, love, forgive, show hospitality. And verse 10 and verse 11 tells us we're able to do this because God's given us gifts. The Holy Spirit, who we've talked about previously throughout 1 Peter, gives us gifts in abundance to serve God, to serve his church and to serve the world around us. And verse 10 says, use your gift to serve one another. Not for, your, not for yourself. That's kind of a test of a gift. If your gift is self-serving, it's not a gift. Okay? A, a gift is used to serve one another. That is, in Peter's language, that's used in some of the letters uh, that Paul talks about, especially in Galatians. You have a gift to serve others. Okay? And that's God's grace. God has graciously through his Holy Spirit, giving you a gift. And verse 11 divides these gifts up into two categories. Some of you will be more orientated towards speaking and declaring the truths of God, of his holiness, of his otherness, of his justice and mercy and, and his infinite worth. And some of you will be more gifted at serving the practical needs the the feeding of people the listening to people the caring for people the the stacking up chairs on a sunday morning but you have a gift and if you're not sure what that gift is here's a wee tip just start serving just ask people how can i help get involved and as you get involved you'll start to discover what the gift is that god has given you don't sit about after this podcast and ponder in your head, God, God, what, what way could you use me? Because you could sit about for weeks and months. Rather gently get involved in your local church. Yes, even if you're 14, you can still get involved. I remember first being asked, would I sit in with a small group and close the time with prayer and bring the food? That's all I was being asked to do at the age of 17. And I got involved in a little bit. And then a little bit more, and someone asked me, would I lead the Bible study some week? To about 10 years later, I'm giving talks quite regularly in church and youth groups. And so all because I said, Lord, I'm willing to serve. And he gifts those who are humble enough and willing to serve. But why and how? 
Will we serve in the God who gives strength? End of verse 11. By the strength that God supplies. Friends, we can't serve God in our own strength. It would be tiring and burdensome. And people will constantly weigh us down. But we do it through the strength that God supplies. We rest in the presence of his spirit and the promise that he is with us as we serve. And we do this as verse 11 talks about for God's glory. We talk about purpose. What's the purpose of reading that book? What's the purpose of playing that sport? What's the purpose in eating that food or having that toy? What's the purpose of life? To glorify God. And what we say and what we do to bring him glory. Our creator, we're called to bring him glory and we can glorify him through receiving Jesus Christ and living for him. And we have a purpose, an eternal purpose that's going to last forever, living in Christ's kingdom, to which Peter lets out a massive amen. Thanks be to God for this. That we have a God who supplies in abundance. If you're feeling overwhelmed by serving, by having to love other people, by living in prayer, know that God supplies through his spirit. I know that God calls you to live for his glory, friends. What a wonderful purpose we're being invited into. But as I said earlier, I wanted to read some verses from chapter 5. And while it's an important call to be reminded of, we need shepherd. We need a shepherd here on earth to guide us, to protect us, to make sure that we're not going astray that we're using these gifts, that we're keeping our head. And that's why I said at the start, the title of this is Keep Your Head, Follow Your Shepherds. So let's look at the first five verses of chapter five, at the importance of belonging to a local church with a godly shepherd. Chapter five, the first five verses says, So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, that's Jesus, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And in just two minutes, I want to summarise what, 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 what those few verses are saying. Well, each community, fellowship of believers who gather together should have an elder. Someone who has been entrusted by the congregation to look after them, to teach, uh, to, to call out things that are going wrong in the church, to pray for, to love to be able to give an account for that congregation. And, and now I'm weary that there's people listening and you have one elder who might be a rector or you might have a couple of elders. Uh, you might have male or female. And those are all really good questions that we, we need to wrestle with. W what should the eldership look like? But in, in short, there should at least be an elder. 
who'll be able to proclaim to you the beauties of Christ, to remind you of the gospel week after week, to remind you of your sinfulness and call you to obedience and repentance, to care for you when things are going wrong or suffering comes in. And that person will receive an unfading crown of glory if they do that work well and in obedience to God. And make sure that that, that person, that elder, or in another terms, a shepherd, someone leading and guiding you, is doing it not for their own gain, but in serving God. Make sure they're not shamefully or boastfully or powerfully ruling over you. Make sure they're obedient to God. They're a follower before they're calling you to follow them and follow Jesus. So it's good to have elders. It's a gift that God has given us. The local church, brothers and sisters in Christ, are a gift given to us. So belong to a church. And as we said at the start, keep your head, follow your shepherds. Friends, youth groups are important, but they're never a substitute for the local church. That big body of believers that gather on a Sunday, you need people of all ages, of all different gifts serving one another. So let me make that my prayer for you here today as we close. Father God, I pray that as my friends listen to this word, they would be encouraged, built up. They would know that this is only a word of a man who belongs to one church, but they need to see the importance of sitting underneath an elder week after week of belonging to a church, of being fed by his word. So Lord, I pray that this would bless them and encourage them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.